The thing that I have found most compelling about Upstream is, you know, the individuals on it. And it really only takes one person to dramatically change your life. Almost everyone who works on new products at Instagram is focused on everyday people sharing and connecting, just like you and me. The second was really I wanted to sort of give back to Y Combinator. That would lead people to believe that at any point in time, we could have a giant recession. They're just smart people who don't have the same level of access to capital. And we focus on people who we think have good ideas, but maybe less connectivity to capital when we meet them. I don't love it when companies tell me they have no block, nothing's in their way to success. That business is going to make such a big difference to the world that none of the rest of this matters. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another great episode of 415 Stories. I'm your host, Taha. So we started the second season and along with that, we started another series called Operators. We did another episode a week ago with uh, Jose from HubSpot. And today we are hosting the second episode of this series. Today I have a special guest with me. She has been in Goldman Sachs for more than two years. And she had a community called Joy Soldier. And she has an impressive TED Talk. I will definitely recommend you check that out. And nowadays, she is leading growth in community at Upstream App. And yes, today I'm sitting down with Sarah. Hey, Sarah, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Virtually, sure. of course. <laughs> Actually, we didn't plan to record it today, but this is happening somehow. We both don't know, but we're going to go along with that. So we see how things came up. But as you all know, uh, this is pretty chill. So we don't need anything other than that. So yeah, we have a lot to talk today, but why we don't start with your story? Like, how did you end up where you are today? Totally. And so I can answer the question of how I ended up at Upstream, because I think that's a an interesting story, because I never really anticipated that I would be joining Upstream. I was super happy at my job at Goldman. I was working for an amazing woman named Stephanie Cohen. She's the chief strategy officer. Um, incredible. She's going to run the consumer bank. You know, I was totally in it. Um, and she had started this program called Launch with GS, which was all about closing the investing gap for diverse and underrepresented founders and fund managers. So I felt, you know, a lot of mission alignment and purpose. And what we had found out through that work in trying to get more checks written for diverse founders and fund managers is that you know, it's one thing to talk about capital, but if you're not in the room where those conversations are being had, it's even more difficult. And so a lot of the work that we started doing, um, I was an ambassador to launch with GS, was just trying to, you know, like build out an ecosystem, get these conversations happening and connecting to people. And what I realized through that, if you want access to capital, that comes first with access to community. And that realization, how important it is to build community and foster connections and, you know, build out like loose ties and just be at the, you know, have people that you can call on because mm-hmm. um, you never really know where, like, who's going to help you. You know, it's all that serendipity. Um, so I realized that while working at Goldman, that that was really important. And I started to, you know, poke around on Twitter, you know, VC Twitter, and I was seeing that there's this woman, Kirsten Green, she's an incredible investor at Forerunner Ventures, 
um, who I had, you know, seen her speak because she's a launch with GS fund manager. Um, she was hosting, you know, a Q&A on Upstream. And I was like, cool, what's this app? You know, I'm, I'm going to download it. I'm, Kirsten Green is amazing. She, I like, I follow her, like people follow celebrities. And, you know, she gave an amazing talk. And then I looked on the app and, you know, the, the events ends after you do these one-on-one -on -one breakouts with people. And I was meeting these incredible founders and investors and just super interesting people. And this is also, you know, like, this is probably, I think like October. So we, it had been a lot of COVID time. I was not meeting new people. Um, I was like, wow, that, that was pretty cool. And then um, I started poking around the app and I saw that on the app, people were giving and asking for help. And I'm sure we'll get into this more, but I think that, you know, mm -hmm. like my personal purpose is I call it being a joy soldier. I think I was put here on this earth to spread joy where I am and to try to be helpful. And I saw that like this app was like, if I had turned into an app and I was like, this is amazing. And I saw that the CEO, Alex, Tom, he's incredible. He had posted an ask that he was looking for someone to help build community. Oh. And yeah, so I was like, oh, awesome. Like, I love my job at Goldman. I'm gonna volunteer. I'm gonna like do it for free. I'm gonna like be, you know, this like volunteer upstream joy soldier and if anyone, you know, that's listening to this podcast has met Alex, he is just incredible. He is like, we got on a Zoom. He has his daughter who's sick on his lap, you know, and so it's like a three-way Zoom. It was like totally a COVID call. And we just talk. And I just, I was so amazed by the vision that he has for Upstream and just how he imagines the future of your, your social professional life. And it's all rooted in how can we like, really augment and, you know, really help human connection through virtual tools. And you know, I told him my whole idea, like, oh yeah, I'm going to volunteer for you. Like I, you know, I want to help. I'm not going to leave my job. Um, and if you know, Alex, he is like a visionary and he's also very persuasive. And so we kept talking and talking and he's like, what if you come over full time? And I had like this moment of reckoning and just realization that, you know, if I wanted to take the next step in purpose and to continue to try to open up closed networks and, you know, do this joy soldier work, I didn't think that there was a better opportunity than this one. So that's how we got onto this call. Cause I know we met at a, mm -hmm. an upstream office hour. Um, if that's not right. circle. <laughs> By the way, you have a community of joy soldier in upstream, right? Yes, I do. Yeah. So it's like, it's very, you know, all in great congruence and alignment. <laughs> Got it. What's so great about Upstream? I mean, like for years, people are trying to set up the, you know, perfect community app. Like someone is saying that it will be something with dropping audio chats. Someone's saying that it's going to be, you know, groups and other kind of uh, community tools. Like how upstream really like touches that need in the markets and how trying to solve it? Yeah, no, I, I think that's a great question. And I mean, I'm definitely like no expert. And so um, I will answer how, how my heart tells me, but I truly believe that, you know, every organization, like even the most impressive organizations and communities in the world, they're really just the summation of the individual. And what I have found to be most compelling about Upstream is that every individual on the platform comes to contribute. 
And I think, you know, it's, it's definitely like a representation of who Alex is because right now before, while it was in beta, most people knew Alex and kind of knew this ethos of you come to upstream to contribute and to give and to help others, you know, move in their career. And so I think there is this, this intentionality of the way that people show up on upstream and how they use the tools. Um, <clears throat> which is amazing. And so then it comes to the next question, like, can you scale that? Like, how does that grow? You know, if people don't individually know the, the people who are making the platform. And so that's really something that I've been thinking a lot about is how do you set you know, like those, you know, like those structures and those standards and how do you codify them into guidelines and um, all of that. But I would say the thing that I have found most compelling about upstream is, you know, the individuals on it and it really only takes one person to dramatically change your life. And I've had, you know, already like a friend got a job yesterday. One of my friends like met two investors that are going to invest in his company. Like it's like, it can happen in a moment. You like, you never know who that serendipitous connection is. And I think what's interesting about the way that upstream is set up is um, these one-on-one -on -one chats, like they're, they feel personal. Like it feels like you're like FaceTiming someone like you in a way that. Exactly. Uh, right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And like, you're not on it for too long and it, it's five minutes. It's pretty qu yeah. quality. Like the quality is pretty good, by the way. Like it is, <laughs> I think it is better than FaceTime. I will say that. <laughs> That's our amazing. We have an amazing technical team. Our CTO, Michael and Jana, our designer, they're fantastic. Yeah. Has, shout out to has, them. Like, all the bugs, you know, um, but yeah, and like they're shipping products and different features and bugs so fast because I do think there is this like real call to mission and call to purpose, which is like, how can we help people help each other? As a title of your job, you're a head of growth in community, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. That's so <laughs> what's your growth KPI? I mean, like, is it the regular, the getting more people on the app or, you know, more interactions or more, you know, let's say qualified in interactions. So what's your take on that? Yeah, that's a great question. And I think that's something I've been talking a lot with Alex about given I, I like, I mean, obviously the listeners don't know this. I'm, you know, pretty new to the role. I'm three weeks old. Uh, so I definitely have a lot to learn. So if you work in community or you work in trust and safety, I would love to talk to you and sponge from you. But I think how we're really thinking about it right now is, you know, how do we like protect this beautiful contribution mindset and like this like amazing high quality networks. And I think a lot of people try to grow really, really fast. And I'm learning a lot from Alex about, you know, like obviously we want to ship products and, you know, make new features that people want, but also, you know, how can we be really intentionally about what we're building and how we're building it and, um, how can we get people to be like using it, you know, cause it doesn't matter mm -hmm. how many people are on it if they're not using it. So we're really focused on engagement, um, and people that are, you know, returning to the events. I think we, and I don't quote me, but you can quote me. I think it's like 75% of the people that come to their first event, come to the second event. So we found that, mm. you know, like the formula, like if you, once you're on the event and you meet those people, like you come back for more. So it's really just a matter of how do we get people in that first event? How do we ensure we're still, you know, we've had like an amazing lineup of speakers, you know, so how do we keep 
this amazing like knowledge sharing um, and just like candor among our speakers, um, which Alex does so well because he's you know often interviewing. Um, mm -hmm. And you know how do we empower? So this is was an interesting tidbit for me. Um, I actually learned from you know a different podcast I was listening to about community growth. But they talk about, you know, if a community is like a bullseye, you know, like a, like an archery bullseye target, um, often people will think about like, how do we get, you know, the entire pie or like the entire bullseye? I want to get everyone. And they were saying to really build a, a highly engaged community, you want to focus first at the, that core center, those people that are getting a ton of value and a ton of use, you know, your power users. And how can you build for them and know them and anticipate what they want? And I think is really interesting is like, Alex is kind of building this for him, you know, like he uses it more than anyone. Mm -hmm. and like I use it, I, like I'm hosting my own community on it. And, you know, how do we build for that super connector or that like maven of the network that maybe has their community and then like a podcast or a newsletter, you know, that it has a community and they just haven't figured out how to get everyone to meet each other. You know, so we're kind of building for that, that, that host or that community manager or that natural connector um, so that they can host their network and have that same amazing ener energizing experience. I think that's kind of how it scales is like finding those amazing people that are hosting their networks and different mm -hmm in different containers and like bringing them onto upstream because I really believe it's tooling and infrastructure that is built for, you know, like this person today that wants to connect in an authentic way. If we're going to be connecting virtually, I have to like really flesh out what our KPIs are, but uh, I, I think those are some early thoughts. Yeah. It, it is a great point to touch that where you're, what you're doing today at upstream. I'm going to ask the most important question. You ready? Okay. <laughs> what's the thing with dolphin what's the thing with the dolphin okay that's a great question i also okay. was like what's you know what's the dolphin um yeah it's really it's just like a, a branding thing upstream you know as part of the but is there a backstory like you know um i think airtable not, not airtable evernote has elephants and according to them elephant is kind of like you know they remember uh, everything, right? Yeah. Right. So, but what's dolphin like? They are, you know, sociable. Like, what's yeah. the thing? That yeah, dolphins right? like the most you social ever. Yeah, and they laugh a lot. Um, I'll have to actually ask Jana, who um, has done all of our branding, if there's a specific reason. But I think, I know other than you know, dolphins are the most social creatures. They travel in packs. Like, they are like the closest to humans, you know, in that way. Mm -hmm. So I, I think it's really as as simple as that and it's pretty cute like we put a, a yeah. holiday hat on the dolphin for our holiday mixer feature and i was like this is amazing <laughs> <laughs> great what's the hardest thing about your job what's the hardest thing about creating a community yeah. plus a community app like multiple communities <laughs> managing all of that um that's a great question i have two answers for you so i would say i am coming from you know a really big organization where it was pretty clear, you know, what our priorities were, how like free op, like we know how Goldman makes money. Like, you know, like that, it was clear, like this is the, what you're going to do tomorrow. And so coming from a huge organization to a startup where, you know, I'm, I'm the fifth employee 
um, just prioritization because there is so much to do and all of it is so exciting. And um, I think what I'm, you know, challenged with the most is figuring out where to focus, you know, because, you know, your attention is pulled all these different ways. And I'm a yoga teacher and like a meditation teacher. And so I haven't been super mindful, I would say, like mm-hmm. I've been, you know, like switching tasks and because uh, you want to do everything. So I think um, in the next coming weeks, I, I'm really going to work on, you know, putting some like dedicated focus time and like really laying out what my objectives and priorities are. But I think that's also just kind of, you know, working at a startup is mm-hmm. you know, everyone does a little bit of everything. And then I guess the question about um, what's the hardest part about building community, I would say the easiest thing about building community is when you know amazing people that are like others oriented and have this contribution mindset, which is, you know, kind of that really lucky instance in which we are in. And so I guess the, you know, the most challenging part of that is how do we kind of protect and build on this precious thing, you know? So like, how do we make sure that we are really serving our users and building for them and they always feel comfortable and included and that, you know, I'm super focused on making sure it's the most accessible and inclusive and positive platform out there. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I have so much to learn from all of the, the great people that have done all this work and trust and safety. And, you know, there's been so many lessons learned about, you know, how different features and like different words, like signal different things about what Mm -hmm. technology is to be used for. So I think just, challenging is like, I just, I need more time to like absorb from all the learnings and meet all the people I want to meet um, so that we can build the platform into what I know it will be and what it, it like in the most wildest vision of it and the best, most incredible expression of it, like it will be. Cool. I really like the branding of the app. And I, I think that is something that can be huge someday if, you know, the right moves can be made. But I think you'll do it just because like you mentioned all those great people and you can totally handle it. I really believe that and hope the best for the app and everything. My last question, actually, I asked this to any of my guests and I really try to understand where they want to go for the next year in the, or following five years. So most of them succeeded or did what they set out to do at the podcast. So I'm going to ask for you. So what is your uh, plans for the next year or the next five years? What's your new year resolution for 2021? Like, (laughs) have you ever thought of that? I mean, like, it's not going to be the resolution of 2020, but we can say something, right? (laughs) Yeah, I guess um, I can give you my personal and then the upstream, or I guess I'll start with upstream. Um, We want to build, you know, the place, the social place for your professional life. And Mm -hmm. The way I think about, um, the way we think about how your professional social life has looked in the past is, you know, you go to an in-person networking event, you meet someone, and then you credentialize the fact that you met them with a LinkedIn request, you know, and you're on LinkedIn, it becomes a bit of, you know, a Rolodex of who you know, and then it's your resume of what you have accomplished. And so it's like this very clear, like, you do this, and then you do this. And this first part, that meeting, you know, that has often been in person with COVID and like all of this, um, that's been taken away. And, you know, 
that doesn't mean that just because we are unable to network and meet each other right now in that way, that it isn't completely necessary. You know, people are still fundraising. People are building businesses. People need advising. People need mentoring. There's a stat that I love that you're, I think it's like 13 times more likely to get fundraising from someone if you are given a warm intro. So hundred percent, there is still a need to facilitate connection and to make introductions. And so upstream is trying, and I believe is that, that, that third place, you know, that place before where people are actually building high quality relationships and, you know, knock on wood, like hopefully COVID with a vaccine will become, you know, by the mid next year, something that we will no longer be building for, you know? And so in that Mm -hmm. case, like, what are the features that a human being that wants to be, you know, the most productive and like joyful, like social professional, like what are the tools that we need and, you know, upstream plans to build them. And I'm super excited to see what that will look like because we do events now, we do office hours, we do this, you know, giving and asking for help feed, but I think we've only barely scratched the surface on what we're going to build um, for our people because I do think there is, you know, especially after COVID, there's going to be so much appetite for connecting and helping and we want to be walking, you know, hand in hand with everyone, the, the social professional. Yeah, fingers crossed. And I, I hope the best for you in upstream and I hope everything goes well. And we see, you know, upstream as LinkedIn, let's say that, right? <laughs> I love it. I love it. And then I guess, you know, my own personal resolution, like, well, we talked about Joy Soldier, but I think I'm a Joy Soldier. I think I was put here to spread joy where I am and build healthier organizations. And I think upstream is a tool for that. I think upstream is a tool for relational equity. It helps people meet people. So I hope to use it like for myself and um, to keep meeting people and just listening and reflecting and connecting. So um, I would say like my 2021 is really walk in that joy soldier path. Great. Yeah, that, that was a great chat. Thanks for joining me today. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. I think we have a time shortage here, so we're going to cut up. And if you want to continue the chat, you can just join us in upstream. I'm going to um, add our community forum five stories to there. And, you know, you can talk with Sarah, you can talk with me, you can talk with other guests and we can, uh, you know, uh, jump the conversation to from here to there. And yes, that was the end of the episode of Forum 5 Stories. You can follow Sarah on Twitter at Sarah underscore underscore and underscore Woods. And you can follow Forum 5 Stories on Twitter at Forum 5 Stories. You can also subscribe to the newsletter on forum5.substack.com. And thanks for listening. See you on the next episode.